Sacktown Sports. Headlines. Good morning, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is in full swing. Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been out at Golden One Center covering camp. You can read their news and notes at SacktownSports.com. 76ers MVP Joel Embiid said today that he informed USA Basketball he'll be playing for Team USA during the 2024 Olympics in Paris. And in football, Chicago plays Washington tonight on Thursday Night Football. If you wish to partake, we have coverage of the game beginning at 4.30 p.m. right here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and the Sacktown Sports app. Reminder, all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Those are your headlines. Let's return to more Chris and Co. here on Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the Beam Team, Sacktown Sports. The Beam Team, when is the last time the Beam was lit, Chris? Uh, Game was, six? Yeah, uh, game six. What was that? In the playoffs. That April? April. Yeah, that would be April 29th. Well, we're going to get some more beams lit. I assure you that. They we did do, do a test beam, right? Over yes, the they did do it. That's a great point, Kyle. Yeah, they what did happened? do a test beam during the summer. Test beam? Yeah, because they're, what? I mean. To make sure that the beam is still rocking. I think they're making it stronger. Okay. Like, I legitimately oh. think that they're making it so you can see it From all like throughout Utah? the Sacramento area. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Fair enough. It could get lit on Sunday. We got Kings preseason basketball on Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Can't wait. Edge of my seat. About? From Vancouver. From Vancouver. <laughs> Welcome back in Sacramento. One hour in, three to go. He's Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. We got Kyle Ledbetter behind the glass. We've got sound for you throughout the day. We got football talk. We got NBA talk. Are you a uh, break the fourth wall kind of guy? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You look at the camera? Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I'm yeah, not a camera the, looker. The Jim Halpert thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle just did it. He waved everybody from behind the glass. Ah. I, I don't break the. A mill does it all the time. Yeah. I don't break the. I, I don't even like. I don't even I want don't it there. Sometimes. Sometimes. You know. Fair enough. Play it Chris does it very effect. subtly. I yeah. like it. I like ah. to do it for comedic effect. Yeah. You know what you are. You're it's like Jim from the office. That's how I try and do. Yeah. You know, I, like to, I like, like to throw those in sometimes. You look and you like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, only, it's usually when Dave is on, which Fair is a little enough. tougher because I have to like turn around to that. Yeah, you and Dave have a funny relationship. <laughs> He's a funny you guy. Do. What you can I him. say? <laughs> he cracks me up. Uh, 916-339-1140 is where you can join us. You can either be heard by calling or you can be read by texting or you can jump in. We are live streaming on YouTube. Just search Sacktown Sports. I'm on Twitter at Zach Sports. Please follow me. I beg for followers. I yeah. don't. I, I don't. Ash- I, I'm not ashamed to admit you that shouldn't. I beg for followers. No, at I mean, Zach Sports. I've been told by many people that you know it's closed mouths don't get fed. Like you know, if if you really want to grow this thing, and you know, we're in the business of mm-hmm. unfortunately being public figures. Yep. You, you got to put it out there. You What's funny there. is that if I didn't do this, and people don't believe me, but if yeah. I didn't do this, I wouldn't have anything. Yeah, I wouldn't have no, Facebook. Works, I wouldn't yeah. have Instagram. <laughs> yep. I wouldn't have nothing yeah the only reason why i have it is because of the business yep. that we're in and gotta he, stay informed too. Yeah, yeah he is at chris m watkins yes, follow him on twitter tweet at him say good things or bad things either way we'll either be way. entertained by it you know what i mean yes, uh, also what did you just say closed mouths don't get fed yes sir another one of my favorite sayings mm-hmm. since we're doing sayings yeah. talk before we get into why dallas's defense might cause some problems for brock purdy i like you can't fall from the floor 
Okay. You can't fall from the floor unless the floor collapses. Yeah. No, I like it. Well, that the ceiling is the my, roof. Well, you ruined my sense. <laughs> <laughs> Who was no, that, Jordan? That Jordan, yeah. That's, that's my favorite. <laughs> no, but you can't fall from the floor, which means, like, you, you know, you can't get any worse. So, like, you can only get better. Ah, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that, actually. So, I've never I've never heard that before. At your worst, you're yeah. at the floor. You can't fall yeah, you can't, from that. Yeah, once you're Until at you bottom. just ruined it Sorry. by saying that unless the floor, the floor could falls collapse. out from yeah. under you. And Assuming then it is a non-collapsible floor, you're good to go. All right. Coming up, what are we doing? 11.50. Fifteen uh, Harden, just just I'm just gonna say Harden. I'm so done. I, I I'm think so just the, done with I think, this well, that's not good for our segment. It's not great. <laughs> I think just saying Harden is enough. Yes. But uh, we'll <laughs> talk about that. How that's going? Such a bizarre, almost like an SNL skit. So we'll do that. It's getting there at eleven fifteen. But right now, you tell me. Yes. Because I am Mister Not Worried. I was not worried last week when we did shows, and I told you that I thought that the Cardinals game was going to be a bit of a cakewalk. Yep. Now it was semi-competitive. Sure. Again, I think the Cardinals are going to be competitive in every game. Probably Probably much to their ownership's yes, chagrin, absolutely, <laughs> Chris. I don't think that they want them to be competitive in every game, but I think they're going to be pesky throughout the year. Mm-hmm. But they ultimately had a very like again with every Niners win, despite there being sometimes even with the Giants, I believe it was a one score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But were you ever uncomfortable with the Niners not getting the W um, in any Niners game so far? No, the Cardinals okay. game did like. It crossed my mind for like three really? seconds. Yeah, when it was a one-score game okay. and Josh Dobbs some down felt, there. Yeah, it wasn't doubt. It was more just like, oh, this could happen. Okay, like, and I think even the fact that it just it just lasered across my mind. Okay. You know, just I just went you. across the track a little bit. All and, right, uh, I was like, the Niners could if if they're not careful here. Yeah. This thing could get real. Okay, I believe you. Well, look, as we've talked about, I think the Niners are living rent-free in the Dallas Cowboys organization from the top to the bottom uh, to the training staff all the way up to the owner. Uh, They're all talking about him. Dak Prescott said, you're trying to pee me off, and I thank you for peeing me off because he's going to get hyped for this game. I am walking into this again feeling comfortable that the Niners will win not in a blowout by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think I'm ever going to have a worry about them losing the game. Now, perhaps it might go differently, but you tell me, sir, yeah. why Dallas's defense might cause some problems for yeah. Brock Purdy. So this is all stemming from an uh, from a an article that David Lombardi wrote for The Athletic. Uh, of course, David Lombardi is a uh, writer for the San Francisco 49ers uh, for The Athletic, mm-hmm. and he wrote about uh, essentially the, the divisional game last year in which the uh, Niners and Cowboys faced off. Brock Purdy was 19-29, 214 yards, no interceptions in that game, which was big as the Niners kind of squeaked it out 19-12 to 12 mm-hmm. in that game, largely in part because Brock Purdy didn't throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. the thing about that game that the 49ers going into it were very concerned about. Okay was the Cowboys' pass rush and and how elite that pass rush can be. Obviously, we know Micah Parsons is over there. However, uh, last year, the 49ers, in an attempt to kind of slow down their pass rush, thought, okay, Let's let's start let's start by running the ball and set the tone there so that way we get them on their heels and then you know we can, it's a little bit easier to pass in in those situations. The Niners only had 27 yards rushing uh in the first half and so because of that they were kind of forced to to start passing the ball in the second half to which the Niners allowed 12 pressures on Brock Purdy in last year's divisional game, uh, nine of which came from the right side of the offensive line which it's if not anything where Trent is, Williams yeah, is. <laughs> exactly. It's not where Trent Williams is. Yeah. And if anything, it's it's where they're most susceptible on the offensive line is obviously we know uh, Mike McGlinchey is no longer there. And uh, <coughs> You're good. I Daniel Brunskill 
also is no longer there. Yep. And uh, it was th- that Cowboys game was was Brock Purdy's least efficient outing in terms of expected points added mm-hmm. and also in terms of QBR. And it's uh, Kyle Shanahan is said after that game that that was really the thing that they were most concerned about with with slowing down this 49ers offense is if you can get to Brock, it just kind of throws off everything else because, you know, he's a guy who who really likes to be comfortable, likes to hit his open receivers. Mm-hmm. And the quickest way, I mean, look at look at Patrick Mahomes and a couple of those Super Bowls with a with a downed offensive line. Yep. You can slow down any quarterback, of and especially a guy like Brock Purdy. That's really how you can start to see him struggling is if Micah Parsons is in his face all day long. Yeah, and I hate look, I might eat crow i might be on cold takes you know the twitter feed or whatever but everything that you just said yeah only makes me more confident in the (laughs) niners winning on sunday it's like yeah you're right that was a very that wasn't a very inspiring win over the cowboys and yes like the points you would have thought they would have scored 40 in that game no it was 19 i mean but that to me is like okay their defense was great Mm mm-hmm and their offense completely underachieved, the yeah. and they still won the game yeah. relatively closely. <laughs> it wasn't a even a field goal game. You know what I mean? Sure. So, <laughs> like, to me, it's like yeah. the offense can't be worse. Right. And the defense, I mean, yeah, maybe they could be a little bit worse. Sure. But in general, that just that gives me more confidence sure. in the 49ers' W on Sunday. Yeah, no, it's kind of like this Sunday or, uh, yeah, this Sunday when uh, when the Jets were playing the, the Chiefs, it was Zach Wilson had his best game that he I think he'll ever have in his yeah. career. Outperformed yeah. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Still wasn't still, enough. Yeah. Still, exactly. still couldn't win that exactly. game. And so, yeah. to your point, I mean, yeah, Brock Purdy has quite literally, in terms of quarterback rating, uh, in terms of uh, uh, expected points added, has his worst game of his career. Even then, the Niners were still able to pull it out. And I, I would, I think it with how Christian McCaffrey's playing right now. I have a tough time seeing them slow slowing him down in the same way they were able to slow him down in in the playoffs. And we'll talk about this throughout the show. But I mean, when you're talking about a team whose head coach, quarterback, star offensive lineman, Mm -hmm. and the actual guy himself didn't know how many touchdowns he had or how (laughs) many he's had in his past, you're talking about a plethora of riches, Mm -hmm. Chris. And it's like, so for me, again, even like a big time loss, I'd walk away going. The Niners are the better team. And so for me, this is all about Dallas. And like we said, living rent-free in their head, I think that they're going to be very much more consumed with this game, which almost makes me feel like the Niners have an even better chance because they're going to be chilling. Like, you always talk about playing calm. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when Joe Montana was in the huddle and saw John Candy in the stands when he was in the Super Bowl making the (laughs) game-winning drive against the Bengals. Right. You know what I mean? Like, cool Right. Cool, cool as a cucumber, yeah. they're going to be that, and Dallas is not. They're going to put a lot more into it. So, right. uh, I mean, look, I, in the very least, it's going to be one of the few games on the schedule along with the Eagles game where I'm going to go, okay, yes, it's going to be fun to have a barometer mm-hmm. for the Niners, but I will not walk. I mean, I and I hate to take, like, the wind out of the sails for the game, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to walk away feeling any differently about the Niners. Yeah, no, I, we'll I, see. I, think that's, I think that's totally fair and for yeah. the reasons that we talked about earlier. I think that what, what you're saying definitely makes a lot of sense, and, uh, yeah, if anything, you know, the Cowboys can come can come out too energized. I think that's yeah. definitely a thing, too. You, you talk about how the Niners – will probably come out calm. I definitely could see the Cowboys trying to make a statement a little bit too much and enforcing the issue. And a lot of times, especially against this 49ers defense, you try and be too aggressive on a play, and that'll lead to a, a huge uh, explosive play that, that ends up 
being the death of you. Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk about this again in like the 12 o'clock hour, basically Brock Purdy being the focal point of all of this. And I'm, I'm the, I'm the one that's most guilty about it, but coming up next, James Harden, good old James Harden. Ah, Media Day uh, has given us so much. This is a guy that said in another country he would never play for a team that was associated with a guy that's still associated with it, and now he showed up. But apparently it's drama-free, plus Wemby apparently had five jobs. What? When he wasn't in America. Yeah, we got all sorts of stuff from Media Day. Media Day is like the gift that keeps on giving. So we'll do that next. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. We do have a football game tonight. I know. I keep forgetting. We'll do a little Thursday night football preview for you. We're going to have that right here on Sacktown Sports, oh, yeah. correct, Kyle? Yes. You running the board for that bad boy or no? I hope not. <laughs> you never know. You I, never our know. friend Nate is uh, is sick, so I don't know if I'm coming back or not. Yeah, I heard him. He was uh, he had to go uh, live stream for the uh, Return yeah. of the Empire. Return of the Empire, yeah. I've I was listening to Nate that on my ride home. Yeah. Welcome back in Sacramento. He is Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. Coming up, bottom of the hour. That's right. Baseball. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Ooh. There are some interesting angles that I can spin this like a spider, okay? okay. I can spin a web around interest. Uh, one being, uh, he's a horse. That's my Bruce Bochy <laughs> yeah. impersonation. Um, him, him advancing. Both games, uh, or both series, uh, I should say, sweeps. And, you know, teams moving on. And the difference in attendance, we can do yeah. some of that stuff. Ugh. And, you know, uh, I just want to state for the record, even though I'm the only baseball fan on this program, I, I did baseball. not put this in the, the rundown. I heard you with, with Whitey saying that only your mom and... Bruce Bochy still like baseball. So. Well, yeah, and me and Whitey. Okay. I was saying outside of me. I got. I have love for I grew up on baseball. But, yeah, I mean, obviously my interest in it has kind of waned. And if you're an A's fan, then you can forgive me and understand yes. why. But, anyways, we'll do it like a giant spin on it. We are the home of the AAA squad for the Giants. So, uh, Bruce Bochy advancing and the Giants making a change in the managerial position. We can do that. Plus, the attendance stuff is pretty damning pretty crazy um so yeah so we'll do that i mean it's you know it's october right it is yeah you know it's baseball I mean? season yeah it's baseball season baseball playoff time we'll do that bottom of the hour right now though james harden mm-hmm. i say that to you chris and i yeah. you said before we went to break that you're over it you're done with it very much so um so explain even though you're over it and you don't want to yeah. talk about it, talk <laughs> Let's about talk it. Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I, I've been upset about it since since day one. I mean, I just, I didn't, you know, it, it, some things have came out about what Harden was promised and maybe what he wasn't promised, mm-hmm. and back and forth on that, but I just never understood. Do you have any details? Sorry to interrupt. No. Do you have any details on that? Because from uh, well, what I can gather, yeah. he was promised like he was going to get way more guaranteed money because yeah. he took less. Yeah. And that's why he's so upset. I mean, essentially. But he signed a fat contract. There's like wink, wink deals where it's like, hey, I'll sign for less, but you're going to, you know, sign me to an extension mm-hmm. and that'll, you know, that'll be for more money. Mm-hmm. And essentially what happened was Daryl Morey said, yeah, we're not going to extend you. 
And uh, but they did. They no. They they just they he he James Harden picked up his player option, mm. and that's why he is on this team right now. And that's what I didn't understand is if James truly was upset about the money he was going to get. I don't understand why he opted in and just felt like, especially with Daryl Morey, a guy who we just saw last season do this with Ben Simmons. I don't know why James Harden was essentially calling Daryl's bluff and and thinking that, okay, well, if I opt in, I know you guys don't want me, so you're going to have to move me. And they essentially have been in a staring contest ever since. And now it seems like James Harden, after missing, I believe, only the first practice of training camp uh, there in Colorado right now, James is now just going to training camp, and I mean, there's some reports out there that he's pretty much intending to do what Ben Simmons did last year and just not care. I have also heard that James Harden is going to try and show up and be drama-free. So uh, I'm not sure which one is actually true, but if I had to guess based off of James's history, I would definitely say that he's just going there because he wants that he wants to be so undesirable that they're just like, let's get this guy out of here as soon as possible. And we've seen him in past, both with yes. the Rockets and with the Nets, show up disinterested, and then yes. all of a sudden, it's why I joke about the fat suit. Yes, the fat but suit. I think right. literally it's a fat suit because I've seen him like a day later drop 15 pounds and yeah. look like he's totally in shape. Uh, but here's Woj saying, drama-free in Philly camp. Malika, largely anticlimactic, and and that was a good thing for the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden showed up, he got dressed, he stretched, <laughs> and he practiced. He mm. talked. He talked with his coaches. He talked with officials around. Noble. Uh, the team, like, largely like any other player uh, who was just arriving, but he isn't just any other player. And you know, certainly people were watching closely in practice, waiting to see what it would look like. Uh, but it, I was told it was uh, drama-free. Mm. Drama-free. Mm. Okay. Seems like that is insane since it seems like there's nothing but drama surrounding right. that. <laughs> and also, I love the breakdown of he showed up, he stretched. He Put played, on his shoes. Shot. Yeah, it'd be like uh, then if I was practice, decide, took a shower. Like, Chris showed up. Uh, he watched the game last night. He read an article. Yep. Uh, and then he was behind the microphone. Yep. It's like, okay, so basically he did, he did what he's job. supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally did, yeah. did his job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I, How do you I, see this playing out? I don't know. That's where I was going to go. Because I thought I it would have, like, I, I feel like, especially what you saw with Dame, mm -hmm. and then in a corresponding move, what they did with Holiday, all yeah. of this was before media day. So I felt like if there was something that was going to be done, it would have been done prior to Monday. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants to make a – I mean, I, I think it's more just the value is not there. I don't know what James Harden's value is, but I think – it's it's not what Philly expects to get. Like I, I think Daryl Morey again is a person who is always going to try and extract as much value as humanly possible out mm -hmm. of an asset. Mm -hmm. And if I had to guess, James Harden's market value is in the tank right now. I mean, there's really only a handful of teams that would even want his services. And then when you have to consider what you're going to give up in order to get him, I just. I don't think anyone's going to be that desperate to make a move like that. I mean, there was a lot of smoke around, will James Harden go to the Clippers? I don't know if the Clippers would be a better team if they trade off Norman Powell and, and you know, whoever. Marcus else. Morris. Marcus, sure, whatever. Marcus Morris. 
uh, you know, whatever young guys they want. But it to get would be the of. names, though, Chris. You know how that goes. Yeah. It would be Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George. So right. it would be looked sure. at in a different. Uh, uh, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Right. I'm not saying that they would be better because of it. But right. it would be viewed as something different, right. which would lead you to believe that maybe that trade could go down. But I just don't see what the where the end game is here. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. see I, I I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think what happened was. He didn't show up to media day. Yep. He got fined. Yep. And he's probably yeah. getting, you know, his, his money manager is probably calling him going, yeah. hey, James, I'm not getting my 5% or 10% or whatever. On, money on bottles. Exactly. You know, you, you got to work in order to pay for that. Exactly. So I think he's showing up because of that. Because this yeah. is a guy, you don't go to China and say, yes. I will never. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like he was like, yeah. I'm disgruntled no. or I'm unhappy. He said, I will never play for an organization that yes. Daryl Morey is a part of. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And so when you say something like that, you kind of draw the line in the sand. And now it's like, I don't, I mean, and obviously he's lowering his trade value because other teams are like, well, this guy doesn't want to be there. So I'm going to offer you less. Exactly. No, I I think if I had to guess how it ends at this point, I think James has got to play for the Sixers as uncomfortable, as awkward as that is. I I just don't see a a route again for for anybody trading for him at this point with Mm -hmm. training camps going on. You'd probably want to integrate him into training camp if you're training for him. Mm -hmm. I think he's got to play the season out. If if not, I mean, just really try and and, and spark interest up again towards the trade deadline. But at this point, I, I just think he's got to he's got to play the season and then hit free agency and then he'll truly see what his market is. But this is kind of the first instance of a player trying to call a GM's bluff. And I kind of <laughs> yeah. think the GM is just going to win. Yeah. Well, we saw the GM win with, with I Portland. Guess Portland. Yeah. 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 So anyways, it'll be interesting. We'll get to more stuff. Wemby having five jobs um, uh, overseas and how much different it is being in America. And then uh, just a bunch of news. Joel Embiid playing for Team USA. Yep. KD also into it. Fox, we'll not see. so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later in the show. But coming up, bottom of the hour, it's baseball season. Baby, it's October. I am a Libra. I'm an mm-hmm. October baby. Same. My baby is, oh, really? I'm not a Libra, but a uh, Scorpio. But yeah, October. Oh, okay. End of October. What date? 26. Okay, I'm the 8th. Oh, I'm coming up on dang, Sunday. I was like, yeah, you're coming yeah, up. The big 4-0. Okay. Having a whole bash, all that good wow. stuff. But October also means playoff baseball. baseball. So we'll talk about attendance stuff. Ugh. Whitey was obsessed with that. Yeah. I mean, it's not great. He brought up the attendance like a hundred times. Well, it's yeah, great. it's really bad in one particular area. Yeah. And then a Bay Area manager, as they are making a change, also advancing in the playoffs. We'll talk some playoff baseball coming up next. You're listening to Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here. So. Sacktown Sports, 1140. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. Lefty on lefty, the infield is in, and the pitch to Bryson. Fastball hit in the air, deep to right field. Going back is Sanchez. He's going to just watch it go. A grand slam for Bryson Stott. He has lifted the roof off the building. And the Phillies have opened it up. They're on top seven to nothing. That's what I'm talking about. Excitement, baby. Baseball. Playoff baseball. Woo. (laughs) You sound so enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. I will say playoff baseball, infinitely better than regular season There you go. Infinitely. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back, Sacramento. He's Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. You can join the program any time that you like, you can be heard or read at 
1140. Coming up at 1145, we all plead the fifth. That's fun in the 40s. And it's the getting to know you segment. We've been doing that every time you and I have been on air. I've got some pressing questions. One that I, again, we have learned that I have the definitive answers Mm -hmm. for these questions. You more of a roundabout way. Yeah, Yeah, which is fine. Uh, But now, playoff baseball. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had not very interesting opening series. Sure. Is. Yes. Series is? Series? Series Opening series? Opening series. The Not, plural of series is series. Got wow. it. Okay. Love that. Love the English language. So the rain, uh, the Rangers on the road yep. uh, sweep up the Rays. Bruce Bochy over a fan base I guess that it was technically doesn't really on the care. road, right? Yeah. <laughs> technically. Uh, might have been more Rangers fans than I really think there might have been. Twins mop up the Blue Jays. Uh, Diamondbacks beat up the Brewers. How about that? And the Phillies take care of the Marlins. Mm. Do any of those series do anything for you? Uh, well, I mean, they were they were over pretty quick, but uh, that Diamondbacks Brewers, I I've watched more baseball in the past two days than I honestly have watched. There all, you go, all year long. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, that the, especially Game One was uh, was a really good, exciting game. I mean, it it pretty much ended up coming down to that Evan Longoria, uh, beautiful snag double mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was probably the most exciting game that that I watched. But you know, I'm I'm also a, a fan of home runs as we've established, and uh, yeah, that Phillies game, uh, yeah, that that grand slam that. that that Kyle played to to start the uh, to start the segment got me out of my seat. I'm okay. not gonna lie, I was there pretty excited to see that one. Nice, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then just in terms of the attendance talk, in terms yeah. of the devil. Oh my gosh, here's here's where I don't understand it. Okay, so mm-hmm. they they won 99 games, right? Mm-hmm. And look, as a person that grew up on the A's, I understand when you don't have a great stadium, yep, and you're in a market where it's not the highest, or sure. you know, but all the time, and believe me, I have experienced playoff devastation. Yes. I mean, game five fan, losses. Yeah, sure. I mean, they were up 2-0, I believe, twice on the road and then lost the next three games. They've lost a bunch of wild card games. I mean, elimination games. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't even – I honestly, purposely don't remember what the elimination <laughs> game record is because of how it's many times really bad. I've experienced that in person, Yeah, mind you. Not great. But here's my point, Chris. Playoff time. It's like standing room only tickets. Yes, Mount Davis is packed. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the part I don't get about this race thing. And when I was on with Wang on Tuesday, his theory was that it's because they've expanded the playoffs. So, like, they care less about this opening round. But the playoffs is the playoffs. When it's win or go home, Chris, that's when I tend to tune in. Yeah. And, like, as a baseball fan, as a kid, and it's, you know, again, my interest in it has dwindled Mm -hmm. as the years have gone on. But like golf or soccer or tennis or any other sport, the big events yes. like the majors for yep. golf and tennis or the playoffs for baseball, I'm interested. Why the hell weren't these people attending these games? I don't got an answer because that's the thing I, I just couldn't figure out. Like I, I, I Is there any theory? I mean, yeah, maybe. Tampa, yeah. yeah, I would just say the local interest just... Isn't, so flat the, out isn't there. But the, playoff time, you got to be interested, Chris. I, I think that that just shows how little the the community yeah. there cares about that team. So yeah. the stadium is not in Tampa; it's in St. Petersburg. It's mm-hmm. about a forty minute drive. Plus the game, the first game, the one that everyone's making fun of for nineteen thousand. That game was played local time, three p.m. on a Tuesday. Well, yeah. I was watching the game in here yesterday. It was no better. I mean, the entire top 
de- like whatever their their upper deck is yeah. completely empty. And uh, even in the lower bowl, there was a lot of sporadic empty seats. Yeah, I believe driving in, I heard Jason Ross said that they went from what was it? 19,000 to 20,000 yeah, or right. something. Yeah, which also those numbers are paid tickets. That's not exactly. people in the stand. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Radio station giveaways or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure all of it, all yeah. of it. And, then and there, baseball has a history of fudging the numbers when it comes to attendance. Oh, yeah, well documented sure. history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of staying in Florida, uh, I forget the guy, David Sampson, the um, – former president of operations for the Miami Marlins mm-hmm. talked about how much they doctored the numbers in terms of attendance. And yeah, I believe the combo of the two games, Chris was only more than one of one games of the other two, two game sets. Really? There was only one game where the combo of their two yeah, games. So what would that would, be like f- under just under 40,000? Exa- and there was only one game where only one of them. Yeah. It, it was more than. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's terrible. Yeah. So, I I guess this all leads me to the conversation about Kapler. Were you guys on air when that broke? I think you were. I I was was, driving home when that broke. Yeah. You and Whitey. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Whitey or if it was – I think it must have been Whitey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I think it was you and Whitey when the news came down. And so, Kapler getting shown the exit door. Now, I think he was kind of the scapegoat Mm -hmm. in this whole thing. I think you could look more at Farhan than you can at Kapler in terms of the ability to manage the team. But it just leads me, Bruce Bochy, you know, three titles where, again, I would say, and we talk about this all the time, but the ingredients of what you can cook with versus, right. you know, what the meal is when right. you put Bochy and all three of those years, being a Bay Area guy, mm-hmm. which again, Ace fan, not so much a Giants fan, <laughs> but they were never the favorites to right. win the title no. in any of those even mm-hmm. years. They always talked about even years, 2010, yeah. 2012, 2014. And so that, to me, is an implication on the manager of getting the most out of what he's dealing with. Yeah, sure. And I don't think Kapler, I mean, you look at their roster, there's not a bunch of guys that pop off, you know, pop off the screen. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the thing is, too, I, once once they made the playoffs in, in those, you know, 2010, 12, 14, mm-hmm. their teams were a little bit also built for the playoffs. They had an identity. It was pitching yeah. and it was, I mean, it was depth at pitching as well. Bumgarner. And to me, yeah, I mean, that that, that also really, that guy, really helped. He, he should go down. I know he's probably not going to make the Hall of Fame. Right. To me, yeah. you should make the Hall of Fame if your playoff resume is that good. He that single-handedly won that sure. World Series against the Royals. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. No, just you're fine. side note. No, I, and I, I just to, to wrap a bow on it, like, I just think that's the, the thing that the Giants are severely missing on top of just overall talent is an identity. I don't think the Giants really knew. Like, their identity was almost playing smart baseball. It was, you know, Gabe Kapler using openers and, and you know, using people, you know, substituting in and out throughout the game. Well, that was kind of the knock on them is that the players felt like they were disposable. Right, exactly. I mean, and that's (laughs) – no player is going to – no player is going to play their best when they feel like – uh, you know, there's no human element to the mm-hmm. game. It felt like they were they were essentially running the game off of computers, and you know, the, it's it's really hard, I think, to to gain trust of your manager and and of your organization when that's how it is. And I think the big thing the Giants need to get to, I think, first and foremost, and this is just for for any sport, is you need to know what you're going to be good at. You need to have an identity and understand how to build the team around that identity. And until the Giants have an idea of what they want to look like on the baseball field, I don't think they're going to to find success. And also at one point, and I hate to keep hearkening on this, but like when you had the A's 
And I think the Giants, as you talked about, that Whitey told you that this is probably coming from ownership, right, ownership down yeah. through the GM to then to the coach. But you can play small ball and you can have money ball and the movie made with Brad Pitt and all that <laughs> stuff. If you're in Oakland, you have a bad stadium and yeah. you don't have crazy attendance. Yeah. When you have a gem of a ballpark yes. in downtown San Francisco, yes, I'm sir. sorry, you have no excuse to not be yeah. signing big names and to have a roster where people want to go buy. Like, who right. would you even buy a jersey of? Exactly. No, exactly. Crawford, who has officially retired? He's pretty much done. I mean, uh, who else? Like, this I is think not Michael the, Conforto. A Jock Peterson. Conforto, sure. <laughs> no, Peter, I mean, yeah. he's the highest paid player. He's highest How about Rockland's Logan Webb, maybe? Logan Webb would definitely be the yeah, one if you are going to buy one for sure. Camilo yeah. Duvall's the best closer Camilo in baseball. Camilo would be fun. Yeah. But even then, you know, closers come and go. But, like, yeah, I mean, and I do think that they made a spirited effort to get Judge. Yeah. And I think oh, they yeah, were and smart. Correa as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I think they were smart not to do the Correa mm-hmm. thing, as yeah. the Mets proved also. Right. But in general, like, we we have to be talking about names quicker than talking about, you know, the right. closer and the starting. I mean, we have to have, like, yeah, solid, like, Barry Bonds. Yeah. We have to have, like, the Panda. You yeah. know, I mean, even even when I thought they were overachieving, you had a bunch of names that you could point to. Mm-hmm. Brandon Belt, Brandon right. Crawford, you know. Well, that's even just for getting fans back in the seats. I think that's that's kind of... I don't want to say that's step one, but that's a major part of this process as well as getting recognizable guys. I read that, and they said, and this doesn't sound like a huge number. Does it sound like a huge number to you? It was like 125,000 attendance less than expected towards the end of the year, which I didn't think would be a huge number mover, but I have no idea what the ins yeah. and outs are of baseball. I think that's about 5% less than expected. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, would that move the needle that much? Because it was like a huge – they said that was a huge reason of why they're making a change in manager, mm. which, again, I think could be a scapegoat. Yeah, I mean, you lose games and people aren't going to show up. I think it's really as simple as that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I, yeah, they, they kind of go hand in hand for me there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily – that is almost – that's that's wild that they use that as as a reasoning for why they fired the manager. I well, mean, especially when we're talking about you know the Tampa Bay that's, Devil Rays. And if anything, that's the GM's fault. I don't think that's yeah. the man. Like I don't, yeah. again, to to, yeah. to point out which one came first, chicken or the egg. To me, it's the fact that yeah, maybe fans would show up if they mm-hmm. had some marquee attraction to mm-hmm. show up for, even when they're losing. But yep. if you don't have any marquee attraction and you're losing, yep. why would fans show up? Coming up next. We plead the fifth, fun in the 40s, getting to know you edition. I've got a couple of pressing questions, which I will have an answer to immediately. And I will probably answer first, so I give my partner some time to answer as he usually that. takes his time yeah. answering it. We'll do that next. Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. Yes, indeed. Welcome back, Sacramento. It is Zachariah alongside Chris Watkins. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. You can join the program whenever you darn well please at 916-339-1140. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming, as the kids say. Just search for Sacktown Sports. Coming up, top of the hour, Chris, the PM portion of your day. I'm going to tell you. That your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mine? Not yours. Okay. Actually, let's see where yours is. <laughs> Not your quarterback. The people listening, their quarterback is 25. Oof. Yours is 13. According to Dang right he is. <laughs> one company. 
How could Brock Purdy be 25? We'll tell you. I have no idea. Top of the hour. How's that for a tease? How is it? But right now, do we have getting to know you music, Kyle? What's, uh, uh? Oh, yeah. he was ready. Kyle. He was ready for it. Kyle gets an A plus today so far. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good job, Kyle. Getting to, <laughs> getting to like you, Chris. Getting to hope that you like me, too. Yes, sir. Okay, my first question. Uh-huh. And I've got a definitive answer, so I'll go first okay, if you want you. me to. Appreciate it. If you could have any superpower, Ooh. what would it be? Yeah, I'm going to need time. To me, there's only one answer. Okay. Okay, look, there's a bunch of answers. Sure. But for me, definitively, yeah. it's Ooh. teleportation. Numero, is that yours? Sure. Yeah, after I thought, I was going to say flight because I was like, yeah, wouldn't it be great to fly, fly anywhere? Yeah, but I, that's, but then, that seems dangerous. Not I'd be afraid it, to right. fly. Yeah, who knows what you're running like into. A bird could hit me or, you know, <laughs> you could go a into UFO. a plane propeller. Yeah, UFOs are like in the bird. news. Yeah. Invisibility yeah. is Invisibility's on the list. is good, but I feel like, honestly, the practicality of, like, when you would use invisibility is, like, I don't, I don't know when would be, like, a... Like, when would you... You, you could steal stuff from stores. Uh, you can like, be a creep if you want. I mean, being <laughs> like, invisible, really I guess, would be helpful benefits. in certain situations. But, yeah, I can't really think... Other than a mischievous... You could, I guess, like, sneak up on... Or, you know, yeah. hear conversations yeah. that, you know, you're not supposed to hear. But teleportation, Chris. Because here's the yeah, thing. People say, it. do you like to travel? And my answer is no. Yeah. But that's not the truth. I Like, I've been to Italy. I've right. been to Belgium. I've been to France. I've been to... You know, yeah. I've been to a bunch of You like of different... to be in foreign lands. Exactly. But, but the actual method of getting the there... 18-hour flight? Horrific. <laughs> Terrible. I remember Terrible. when I when I graduated high school, I was very stubborn, Chris. Uh-huh. I didn't get into Cal or UCLA, uh-huh. and I was hell-bent on either going to one of those two schools. I got into every other UC, mm-hmm. but didn't go because I was hell-bent on either Cal or UCLA. So yeah. I didn't end up going to college fresh out of high school. Yeah. I went to Europe with my brother. Gap year. Love it. And we got to France. Head of the curve. On the train in the middle of winter and it was blistering like a <laughs> snow blizzard Yeah, to the point where I had to turn my back to the blizzard and my brother's three and a half years older than me. Yeah. I just said you figure it out. <laughs> like we were staying at hostels. We didn't have any money. Yeah. You know, I was like I don't care what we do, yeah. but you're doing it. So, like, the travel part is what I hate. Yeah. I loved, you know, the um, Eiffel Tower. Sites and all that. You know yeah. what I mean? All Like, the museums. I mean, traveling is great. Sure. The actual act of traveling is sucks. awful. It sucks. And so, it's my not answer just, is yeah. teleportation. It's not even just, get, like, obviously traveling a- abroad is, is a huge part of teleportation. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's even just, like... Just oh, like no. from here to home, yeah. Like yeah. here to home, I'm with you. It's like imagine if you could just snap your fingers at 2 p.m. and you're you're on your couch. Honestly, it doesn't even have to be tr- like teleportation. If it's just I can like snap my fingers and black out, and it's just like I don't know. I'll be there when I wake up. I hear you. And like, like traffic's the worst. It's the worst. Like, I just, just don't like sitting there. The only method of tra- I have one method of transportation that I like, Chris. Can you guess it? Bus. Train. No. Yes. Yeah. Trains are decent. No on college. Trains, Trains are, are super de- They're underrated. Under you can walk around. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, you and I were yeah. decently sized yeah, people. Yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah, on a train, on a plane, you would be perfect on a train. Well, yeah. On a plane, it's horrible. It's terrible. Like, especially I see Southwest, these- you're like, especially you, you're tall, so you probably got your knees oh, six, five, up to your yeah, throat. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, and then I see these people, and they're, like, curled in a ball, like, yeah. basically, like, they're at a hotel when yeah. they're on the plane, and I'm like, I hate you. I don't actually hate you. Yeah. I'm just jealous just of you. jealous. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Teleportation definitely is the one. For though. sure. Yeah. It's the most practical. Well, does time travel count as a superpower? Ooh. It does count as a I superpower like for sure.
sure. And you can you, you can argue that you could utilize that in the same for the same purpose. Yeah, because I always say that, and then people say that doesn't count as a superpower. No, that's definitely a superpower. No, that would be awesome. You're bending the space time continuum, I would oh. definitely say that's breaking the go laws back of in different eras. That yeah. would be incredible. That's true. Yeah, but that's kind of teleportation. Anyways, I'm sticking with teleportation. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Count. Who knows you best? Um, at this point in my life, probably my girlfriend. Oh, probably my girlfriend. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been together for five, pushing on six years. So, okay. yeah, we've, we've known each other. And we worked together before that. So, she has a pretty good idea. I would like to say my parents for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, sometimes you can't fully, you know, be yourself. And, you know, I don't see my parents as much as I would like to. So, Understood. Know, I'll go with my girlfriend. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a yeah. very sweet. Who knows you the best? My mom, for yeah, sure. For sure. My yeah. mom is basically my therapist. I mean, she listens every day. She, so she's every day. Yeah. She tunes in all the time. <laughs> she hears all your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. She said, "I'm starting to break your your barrier down a little bit." Yeah, she for thinks sure. that, you know in the beginning it was yeah. you know, but she thinks that yeah. you're starting to open up to me oh, a little yeah, bit. For so. sure. And now that we both have teleportation, exactly as a common <laughs> the world's ground, our oyster, <laughs> we're good to go. Do you know who your first crush was? Uh, like celebrity crush. <laughs> Or it could be like a, a student. <laughs> it was Stephanie in kindergarten. No. Um, let's see. I'll just, I feel like the one that really sticks out is is Hillary Duff. Like when I was like a kid. Mm. kid I mean, she was on Disney Channel. And okay. Like I, was, I, I feel like I was also very much vindicated in that. Hillary Duff is looking great these days. So, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll say, uh, yeah, I'll say Hillary Duff probably when I was like a kid kid. She was Lizzie McGuire days. Okay, so I'm going to age myself a bit here, sure. as I do frequently with yeah. you, as you're the youngster amongst us. MTV days. Yes, absolutely. Jenny McCarthy. Okay, There was Unfamiliar. a show called Singled Out. Jenny McCarthy. She ended up okay. dating Jim Carrey for a long time. Okay. Anyways, when Singled Out came out, that was like when okay. I had cable and TV, and like she wore this yellow outfit, and... Uh, just oh my! Oh God. okay, Jenny McCarthy. Not even usually. Anyways, Jenny McCarthy. But wow. my my number one celebrity is Jessica Alba. Always will a, be. That's not a bad. She's one. numero uno. And oh. I saw a meme, which again is aging me. It's like if you were if you were like young in the late '90s and the early 2000s, yeah. you had a crush on Jessica, and they oh, showed 1, her in like all those yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I was just watching uh, her Fantastic Four movie the other day, and I was like, she was in this role. Sorry, Jessica, don't mean to demean your acting skills, but it was just because she was just absolutely... Like Honey? Was it Honey? Uh, (laughs) She did one kind of reputable uh, role, but yeah, Yeah. in general, just, yeah. Yeah. I love me some Jessica Alba. Okay, final one before we go to the break. Yes, sir. If you were in a band, Chris, which instrument would you play? Uh, Now, is this like I've learned this instrument, like... Part of you're, this is I you're now the best am a master at, all of at it. Them, okay, gotcha. But you're only gonna play one. Which one can you just like style out the most? I would probably either say trumpet because I don't know mm. why it just seems fun to just like you just throw your head back okay. and shout and out really Louis let Armstrong. Go, yeah, very uh, underrated artist. Or just drums. Who doesn't want to be a drummer? You know, that's you my answer. Bang that thing out. I'm you Tommy can Lee. Lose your mind. Absolutely. Throw drummer. the sticks. Flip the sticks. Plus, they hold less. Like if you mess up. Nobody yeah. really notices. Except for the band. The band's well, the only well, people. That, they're like, you. bro, but the rhythm cares? is just completely shot. But in terms of the crowd, if you play oh, the 
guitar, you're singing, they're yeah. going to notice. If, you, if you're the drummer, yeah. well, and who doesn't love a drum solo too? Like you just you can really rock it out, and it feels like you know you're in the back too. So you're sitting, you're not you know yeah. That is so disrespectful to drummers. You're just like ah, they're doing whatever they want back there. It's a lot of skill. No, I mean like it's not saying they do what they want, but like you're able to have the most flair when you're more. It's a compliment, Kyle. Yeah, you can flip the sticks. Don't the Muppets do crazy drum stuff? I mean, we all know it's crazy. People exactly. like throwing the guitar yeah, around their exa- neck or anything. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yes, That's the expert saying. guitar players of the Muppets. <laughs> no, the drummers. They go crazy in the background. Anyways, uh, all right. Well, that was fun getting to know you. Coming up, top of the hour, 49ers. And I will tell you, 25th? How many quarterbacks are in the NFL? <laughs> 32, right? Yes, sir. More than that, probably, that have played? Probably uh, like 38 point, like or something? 38, yeah, something Anyways, like that. Anyways, you're Brock Purdy. You're undefeated Brock Purdy in the 20s. How? Why? We'll tell you next. Chris Walk and Zachariah right here. Sacktown Sports, 1140. Your new home for 49ers football in the 916. Sacktown Sports. Welcome back, Sacramento, to the PM portion of your day. Thursday, Thursday night football. He is Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah, Sacktown Sports 1140. You excited for this game tonight? It's kind of a bleh thing. <laughs> no, I, I uh, can't even fake my excitement. Bears, Commanders, sorry, doesn't doesn't really do much of anything for me. Yeah, it doesn't uh, really roll off the tongue. The great QB battle of Justin Fields and Sam Howell. We'll be telling our grandchildren about. I got to be honest, though. Not that those guys are good. They're not. They're interesting. In in their own unique way, sure. Like, could Howell be a franchise quarterback for the wa- Washington franchise? Sure. I, ref- I refuse to call them the commanders. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields all over the place. He looked really good through three quarters. Yeah. And then week. not so good. <laughs> but, like, is that because he's not good or because the organization's not good? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, it's football. We're all gonna watch. Yeah, we're gonna have. Let's to be watch honest. It. You know, fantasy implications, all that good stuff. But uh, right now, if I told you to tell me mm-hmm. in the let's just call it thirty-two, even okay. though how many have played? Thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-four have played. But let's just call it thirty-two because there okay. are thirty-two teams. Sure. Where would you place Brock Purdy? You personally, yeah. Chris Watkins. Uh-huh. Forget. All the stats. Yep. Forget what anybody else thinks or says. Uh-huh. Forget about the win-loss record. Forget about okay. the numbers. Just you, Chris Watkins. Yeah. You have Purdy mm-hmm. where out of the 32 teams? I would say just as a quarterback, uh, like, universal situation. Like, we're not saying. Everybody okay. has the same, same playing situation. field. Gotcha. Yep. Same offensive line, same so just, running back, same coach, same wide receiver. Okay. Um, I think Brock Purdy should be around 16, like around around league average. I think at this point he's climbed, and this is without me doing the exercise of going person by person of by course, person. Of course, I'm just throwing this at you. But it feels like, I mean, if he were to start the season, I would say justifiably so as a, hey, we saw some promise from you last year, but I'm, you know, I, I, I think you would still be near the 20s, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the unprovenness of what Brock was. I think at this point he's moved towards league average, and I don't think that that's necessarily. And I don't mean that as a as a criticism. I think that that's him ascending, and and you know it's 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 just going to be the ongoing process for him. Is is where does he fit? Because I don't think 
I haven't seen enough to think that Brock Purdy at any point is going to be one of the you know top eight quarterbacks in the NFL. I, sure. I just don't see that elite talent there. But mm-hmm. even saying he's he's middle of the road, saying he's average, I I think is is an upgrade on where he was to start the season. So I I put him around sixteen. Okay, fair enough. I think that's fair. I'm going to throw some names that are around. So what I'm talking about is a article for the NFL rankings for the Ringer. Shout mm-hmm. out Bill Simmons. I. I I'm not the biggest Bill Simmons guy, but sure. I do think that he created a niche that everybody should be yes. in awe of the in terms of crazy. Well, just him, him basically make, I mean, his initial name was the sports guy, yes. you know, the Boston sports right. guy, I think at some point, yeah. I don't know, but he basically just created an entire empire yes. out of just being a fan, which yeah, I sure. salute and admire. Absolutely. Uh, certainly in, in what we do. But if I throw the names out that are around there. Okay. Around so 16. you said yeah you said sixteen yeah just because so, that's literally middle of the road that's fine we'll start there yeah Russell Wilson would you rather have Purdy under center or Russell Wilson <laughs> Russell uh, I'm sorry uh, Brock Purdy okay Ryan Tannehill Brock Purdy hundred uh, percent Daniel Jones Brock Purdy hundred uh, percent Derek Carr Brock Purdy hundred percent Mac Jones Brock Purdy okay so let me go the other way then because yeah. I was going down okay so that's like I'm sorry I was going 16 down. 17 okay, yeah, through yeah, 20 sure. okay let's go up now so okay so then that I feel better about my 16 now okay that's oh good. for sure yeah, 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 yeah. no I think I, I think that was very solid it, yeah. it pretty similar to where I would have him now this is Joe Burrow at 15 sure, but that's not really fair this is with the calf injury <laughs> yeah obviously I mean if we're saying like to this day if that's what this rankings are I would I think, take Purdy over Burrow yeah I think well I think at that point Purdy needs to be like we're talking like top ten, possibly. Well, th- well, let's see, Jared yeah. Goff, because this one's tough for me. Yeah, I mean, j- and not I, just because I'm a Cal Bear. Kyle, you can play the cut now. I mean, Jared Goff <laughs> is he's 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 been praying. Yeah, playing what's your good. whole history with the that? You were quarterback being, that is Jared Goff, <laughs> and you were being sarcastic. I, I was, gotcha. I very much was. You're what not sarcasm? a Goff believer. I, it's just, I mean, he's he's okay. Like okay. I think Jared's totally fine. But the way that people were talking about the Lions in the preseason was. These guys are about to take the league by storm and win the Super Bowl. Gotcha. And I was just like, I'm not mean, huge on golf, but I do. I mean, I yeah, recognize as a cow that. Guy, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, I am. <laughs> but I'm. But what I'm saying is, he did bring the Rams to the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, absolutely. And I yeah. do not think that he's. I think he's. This is where it would be a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Is 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 the guys the that I'm going to list to yeah, you? Golf is tough between yeah. him and Purdy, mm-hmm. and then Kirk Cousins. Your I'm guy Kirk. is at 13. I'm taking Kirk. I just am. Okay. And then for some reason they have Kyle. Uh, Kyler Murray and Tom Brady at 12 and 11, which doesn't make any sense. Wait, one one wait. guy's hurt and one guy's retired. Uh, sorry. Wait, is that a joke? Hey, this is from the website. No, I'm looking at okay. it as well. Tom Brady is a let, and it says Las Vegas Raiders. Do we not know something? Well, he owns a part of them, <laughs> I guess so. which I Phil's think would not prevent- official. He can come out of retirement still. Okay. Well, the 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 caption says keeping a place for him just in case. Okay. And then with okay. Kyler Murray, he has everything you want in a franchise quarterback except for size. So anyway, sure. okay. to go back to players that are actually playing. Yeah. Imagine how disrespectful that's got to be for like Mac Jones that like Tom Brady's right. retired and yeah. he's ahead of or you. Or Kyler Murray who's right. known for watching video games and not like reading the playbook. <laughs> Kyler Murray does have more career pro bowls than Matt Stafford. He's oh. also hurt. Yeah. Anyways. Uh so then it gets into the top 10. Yeah. And this is where you said that you might vault yeah. Purdy in there. Based if we're on the, talking about right now, his play as of today, and, so far throughout this season. Yeah, in terms of the names that I read. But here's where I think you're going to start to draw the line. Yeah, I, I think you said you'd take Kirk. 
over him. I would take Kirk. Over. And you're probably not going to take Jared, but it sounds like he's at least in the I would, vicinity. I would definitely think about it. Those two are kind of a wash. Burrow, Murray, and Brady I throw out because one's got a calf thing, one's got a torn ACL, and the other one is literally retired. <laughs> but okay, That's here's crazy. where we go top 10. Jalen Hurts at 10. No, I mean, I got to take Brock Purdy over that just because you would. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wow. No, I would not. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I don't know why I even oh, said no, that. It's okay. No, I did it just for just it for the great radio. Ride. If yeah. that's what you thought. No, I, yeah. I'm taking Jalen Hurts okay. over it just for you know, right. the, the dynamicism. That's yeah. not a word. But, and then yeah. Tua. Tua's at nine. I'm not a big Tua guy. To be no, with you, I'm really not. I, if he I think keeps his brain intact, he's he's a damn good quarterback. He's he is a really good quarterback. I'll give him the edge just because I think he throws the deep ball better than Brock. But I I still feel like if you I feel like not enough has been made of Tua and the talent that he has surrounding him. Of course, it's been. But that's made the, the same argument talking. about Brock. Well, though, that's right? what I'm saying is like is, Brock has Kyle and absolutely McDaniel's was a a Kyle disciple 100 yeah. i just don't feel like people people use that as a crutch to try and bring down brock purdy mm-hmm. but at the same time they don't use it as a as a thing to to try and take away from well tua. because tua had the alabama thing right won the sure. national well, that's championship what it comes down to is made, made jalen hurts transfer yeah absolutely to i mean he's he's almost in terms of story wise he's the complete opposite of brock purdy like he's a guy who's had ultimate college success and was a huge name coming into the draft and brock mm-hmm. purdy obviously quite literally last pick in the draft but if we're just talking what they've done in the NFL let's not forget like Tua before last season he was incredible last year before the concussions but yep. before all that there was a lot of questions about whether Tua had what it took to be a quarterback and we can't forget also he's a really small guy as well, well he took judo in the offseason. he did yeah no he, he learned how to fall. knows how to fall you now know what I'm saying uh and then we have Geno Smith at eight <laughs> I, I mean yeah how Geno's playing now sure I'll, I'll take Geno but I I, I still am not convinced Completely convinced that Geno Smith is is a top ten quarterback. That's All kind right. of crazy. And we'll save more of this for the one o'clock hour. Okay, we'll do the top five. But oh. just to round out seven and six, Dak Prescott, Sunday Night Football, the matchup, Dak versus Purdy, Sunday Night Football. Would you take Dak over Purdy? Kind of a wash there, especially with how Dak's been playing. I, I, I guess I'll take Dak because of the size, but okay. I realistically don't think there's a major difference between the two. Okay, I, yeah. and then Matthew Stafford. Uh, I, I like Stafford. I think Stafford can sling it, and if you put a ton of talent around Matt Stafford, I think I think he can do more with his arm talent than Brock Purdy. So I'll, I'll take I'll take Matt Stafford. Well, just to go back into where we started mm-hmm. for all the Niners fans listening, Brock yeah. Purdy, according to the Ringer, a very reputable <laughs> right. organization, has him listed in the twenties. Right, and yeah, that's hilarious because we've been talking about him top sixteen, and even then, I just exactly. took him over some top ten guys. Well, the number, I mean. The guys and the numbers ahead of him, Russell Wilson at 16, Ryan Tannehill at 17. Uh, talk to any Dolphins fan. They'll tell you. Tannehill is not, it. not good. Not it. Uh, 18, Daniel Jones, who everybody's talking about. That might be the worst contract in yes. football. Derek Carr, who got run out of Vegas yep. or Oakland prior to that, <laughs> and has happy feet. Mac Jones, who, no, thanks. you know. I he, mean, his career looked washed. If there's, there's no way Brock Purdy looks as bad as Mac Jones did last week. Yeah, there's and, no way. And certainly Deshaun Watson's ceiling has looked higher than anything sure. that Purdy's done. But as of right now, I wouldn't put him above that. Jordan no. Love. How I, on earth do you have Jordan? 
Jordan Love above Brock Purdy. I think right he's going to break the streak of Green Bay quarterback dominance. <laughs> then you have Anthony Richardson at 24, and then you find Brock early. Purdy at 25. And we'll do, the, we'll do the top five later, which I think we're probably all going to unanimously agree should be above. Right. But 25 is just a full blunt. For a guy that they're lightweight talking about being an MVP candidate Ridiculous. and a guy that's undefeated and has literally not lost a game that he started and finished, no. I mean – that's got to be a slap in the No, face. I mean, it's ridiculous, and I'm looking at the list now, and just if you were to put it, if we were to tier it out and mm-hmm. just say, like, who are the guys in Brock Purdy's tier, mm-hmm. you're telling me that this season, if we're just talking off production yeah. of this season, yeah. Jordan Love, Anthony Richardson, who just finished his first full NFL game last week, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Justin Fields, yeah. and Sam Howell yeah. are in the same no, tier no. as what Brock Purdy has done? Are you No. Well, that's, I'll tell you this. ridiculous. If any Niners fans or Niners personnel or any coaches or players are out there listening to yeah. our voices right now on are. these airwaves, Chris, yeah. I, I think, I mean, we are the home of the Niners. We are. Um, you uh, print this out bulletin board exactly that's exactly put that, that thing in the locker in his room. locker no put it in brock's locker Ooh, right i like there. it you're Say, gonna this is what they think you're gonna go to straight to yes. his locker hey. in the very least if i'm kyle shannon i have no speech my speech is just this article yeah it is hey brock 25 yep. dallas cowboys let's go and then the whole i could just see the whole locker room going crazy going nuts i mean there's 25. just no five give me a break disrespect if you tell me. Coming up next, we will get into JaVale McGee. You're telling me, Chris, that he's already proving to be a great veteran. Oh, yeah. And also some WNBA movement. Big news. Coming around. Big and also, news. there's a bunch of stuff from Media Day that we have not gotten to, yeah. as that is the gift that keeps on giving, including Wemby, the number one overall pick. I think they shattered records for the Summer League in terms of ratings, Chris, when Wemby yeah. showed up in Vegas. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but he had five jobs overseas. What? At least, I think. What? Five that I counted, I think. Who let that happen? Could be more. Chris Watkins, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Your home for Kings basketball for over 25 seasons. Sacktown Sports. Is this the intro music to the former Mets closer that got hurt? Yeah. Why did you pull this well, out of nowhere? Because uh, Chris Watkins. How did I even know that? Chris Watkins said that uh, he would be a great trumpet player. Remember? Ah, so, I see what this you is. This is Chris jamming out on the trumpet right gotcha. now. Welcome. This back. isn't even music from the library. This is just no, Chris is playing just live on air. <laughs> this is me right now. Well, I, I can only talk right now as the trumpet's not playing. But once the trumpet plays, obviously, that's me going. Welcome back, Sacramento. He is the fantastic, famous trumpet player chris Watkins. <laughs> i am zachariah the, here the drummer Please. in the background just making stuff up yeah. ad-libbing yep. you know what i mean and we are Sacktown sports 11 40 i can't believe i even knew that that was the intro yeah. to the mets closer well they made it like a really big thing oh was that like nationwide yeah, i'm not weird they, for knowing yeah that, that was viral yeah, oh, that was like, like non-sports viral yeah, yeah. Okay. it was like okay. everyone was like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen in my life and i was like i mean it yeah. is pretty cool. It's cool. It's, I mean, it's definitely. And I think I think the guy did it live at one point. Yes, he in did. The yeah, I yeah. think that's what ended up going viral. Is the dude actually showed up and played the trumpet? They also had the video where he's like behind Diaz, like Diaz is running out as yes. the music crescendos and it looks so too. Sick. It's yeah. like with the 4K camera. 
I'm surprised you didn't say violin. We played the violin earlier. I know. Well, you know? I thought you were going to go with that. I'm just the drummer in the background yeah. making noise. Yeah. Look at this I mean? punk rock band. We got a violinist, a trumpet. Yeah, exactly. That's how we roll. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and then the Mets spent like $9 billion yeah. on Scherzer and yeah. Verlander, yeah. and then he got hurt, the closer, yes, in the World Baseball Classic, and then yeah. the whole Mets season went to bye-bye. Well, he'll be much. back next year. Well, uh, and Buck got the can. Did he really? You oh, I didn't that? see that. No, yeah. I didn't. And oh, he man. announced it. He That's retired. How... Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. He basically said he got kicked to the curb. Yeah, Anyways. but they were being kind about saying. Fair enough. Yeah. But he was the one that announced it. They didn't even come out with like a, like That's he had crazy. to go to the press and yeah. tell them, which I thought was in bad taste, but whatever. Sorry. I don't know how we got into random uh, deep <laughs> dive into the Mets talk. Uh, but yeah, right now, JaVale McGee. Now, JaVale, we need to get that cut. We need to get Shaq. I know JaVale probably doesn't like it, but every time we say JaVale McGee in my head, I just hear Shaq going, JaVale McGee. Shaq and a fool? Yes, absolutely. Oh, uh, okay. Is that like the intro to it? No, it's just, I mean, there was like a, I don't know, it felt like a 10-year period where essentially Shaq and a fool was the JaVale McGee show, where like he was, like it got to a point where JaVale, I believe JaVale and Shaq are like not cool because mm. JaVale felt like he was pretty much making a joke of JaVale's career. Well, I was just going to say, shout out Roger Clemens when he had the steroid press conferences with uh, mm. Congress. I don't know why Congress yes. is putting money into figuring out whether or not baseball yeah. players took steroids, but I believe he used the term misremembered. Oh, okay. When he was talking yeah. about a conversation with one of the steroid dealers or yeah. whatever at a party, I misremembered. Um, but... If I'm misremembering or not, you can tell me. I think JaVale McGee's mom stepped in. It wouldn't surprise me. And, no. like, told him yeah, on, like, stop a, picking on my baby yeah, kind of exactly, thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. But you're me. saying to this day, like, they haven't buried the hatchet? I believe so. I mean, okay. it was pretty, like, it, it was... It was a whole segment dedicated to making fun of JaVale McGee. Pretty much. Like, yeah. it was borderline, like, cyberbullying, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> well, I mean, shout out him, much like um, the villain, Dylan yes. the villain. Yeah. Uh, him kind of redeeming right. himself. Oh, and, yeah, uh, you know, time. I mean, JaVale McGee ended up becoming, like, a, you know, He's world legit, champion. Yeah, and, world champion. Yeah. Three Time. Three yeah. times. Come and on. It, look, you can't teach that kind of height, that no. kind of athleticism. No. And yes, he did make a bunch of bonehead mistakes Funny on the court. Happen. But yeah. I mean, if you just isolate that for anybody, yeah. anybody could look bad. Like yeah. you could stumble walking into the studio Absolutely. and they could go, oh, he's a doofus. This guy, yeah, can't but tie I mean, his shoes. Yeah, 98% of the time, Chris Watkins yeah. is like totally All normal. Good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it got isolated. But yeah. There we go. I'll play it. That's it? No That's McGee? all I have right now is the JaVale part. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's hear from actual, the actual JaVale <laughs> McGee and why he is already proving to be a great vet. What was your message to the group here at the end? Uh, uh, just, just focus on the little things. Um, we, we have a habit of sometimes some guys can have a whole conversation with a guy while the drill's going on, and then when, when it's his turn, just go and do what he has to do. But some people don't have that skill to be able to multitask like that. So I was just telling them, you got to realize who you're talking to because you might be messing up your next guy who's trying to make the team or something. Hmm. And you talking to him, yeah, you should do this, you should do that. And then he missed the drill. Now the coach see that, and it's just a trickle-down effect. So you got to know who you're talking to, and uh, you got to focus on the game and just focus about the little thing. What was your message? Interesting. Yeah, and I've never in my life heard anyone say anything Neither like have I. But, uh, I mean, and that question came about because uh, as they were breaking down the huddle to – 
to end practice, and mm-hmm. then guys go over to media. Mike Brown called upon, I believe it was De'Aaron Fox, to kind of just close out with a message, say, hey, you know, you guys keep working like that. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, whatever, day one of 100, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then JaVale kind of broke in at the end, and, you know, with media, you're kind of in the corner, and they're on the other side of the floor, so you can't fully hear exactly what you're saying. But gotcha. You can, hear or you can see that JaVale was talking and so yeah Jason Anderson asked him what exactly he told his team and that's what he told him which is again like I I think that that's just proof that JaVale showing or not proof but I think that's JaVale showing his worth already day one of training camp like again that's not something I've ever heard anyone say but it makes makes so much sense like you just you never know people learn differently and and the fact that you know if you're talking to someone thinking you're helping them Mm -hmm. you could actually be completely distracting them and and ruining their rep and to JaVale's point like that one rep or or a continuation of bad reps can lead to somebody losing their job yeah and that's just not you know that's not something that anybody wants there it is yeah and and it it sort of points to just attention to detail right you know what i mean because he's basically like you would think that like something that came from that where you'd be like oh that's like really intuitive you would think that would be more of like a bigger picture thing and this is way more smaller where he's saying like look you could be trying to give a guy advice yeah. and trying to help him, but you could actually be hurting him. So make sure that you're careful in terms of the timing of when you're giving, yeah. even if you're giving good advice, right. you could be giving it at the wrong time. Exactly. And yeah, that is, that is proof of how far he's come from right. probably his earlier. He was probably one who was talking. Yeah, yeah, for or sure. He was one who was maybe distracted yeah. by talking. Might've been speaking from experience. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's just not something again. Yeah. From experience, it's just not something that uh, a lot of guys will, will, will know to say. And I think, that's again, yeah, just proof that JaVale's been in some winning organizations and some winning systems where I would imagine that that's just something that he observed from from being with the Lakers when mm-hmm. they won in the bubble and being with those Warriors teams with Kevin Durant is yep. just the level of attention to detail that the greats have. That's what sets them apart is they try and it's a cliche. It's it's kind of corny, but you got to try and truly win every single rep, because especially in a, an environment like training camp where everyone's kind of involved and, and, you know, there's there's just a lot being thrown out there. You got you got to be sharp at every single time, and and uh, every rep is is potentially you know incredibly important. And I think uh, it's just it's re- it was really cool for me to hear Javale say that. And on day one of training camp, I just think it's a really good sign that that you know that that signing is already kind of paying off. Yeah, and I think for a roster that we talk about ad nauseum being so young, having a guy. Right. I mean, it's. Kind of crazy because of Shaq yelling out yeah. JaVale McGee and Shaq in a fool or whatever to think about him being a sort of like, yeah. A, like yeah. yeah, but I mean, really on this roster, mm-hmm. he is kind of assuming that role. Yeah. And when I heard this sound, because again, walking away from it, you'd be like, what? He's telling people not to yeah. give them advice when it's in the middle of the drill because a coach might see it and it might mess up. Right. Their re- like on the surface, that's not really something. But if you like, if you look at it deeper, it reminds me of Anthony Edwards in his time with Steve Kerr, mm. where he, I, I forget who he was talking about, not his agent. Uh, players have so many people in their lives, so right. I don't know if it's, it was his agent or his manager or his whatever. Right. Yeah. Whoever it was, yeah, whatever. He, he basically said he got back from a practice, and Kerr didn't even rip into Anthony Edwards. Yeah. He was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cute. Like, kind of dismissive, yeah. talking about how hard he was working, because mm-hmm. Edwards was trying to, like, tell Kerr, like, look how hard yeah. I, He's like, yeah, you should see Stephen Clay. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, he walked away from that going, 
I thought I was ramping up everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure what he was doing was way more than anything that he had been doing with Minnesota. Right. But even Kerr was, like, dismissing it. Like, you have no idea right. where you can actually get to. And that's kind of what this boils down to, right. where it's like, you know, even if you're trying to help your teammates out, recognize and understand when and where you're doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which absolutely. is like, like, there's levels to this. And I think that that's something that he can probably bring to what would be otherwise a very inexperienced King squad. Right. No, absolutely. And when, when you're... You know, the, the the theme, the other theme of training camp was really turning, okay, it's, it's uh, Harrison Barnes talked about it yesterday and said Mike Brown's been talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Going from bad to good is, he won't say easy, but it's not, it's not the most difficult thing. The hard thing is going from good to great. Yeah. And I think that's more what JaVale's getting at as well is yep. if you guys, okay, like it's great, it's good that you guys are, are talking mm-hmm. and again, communicating, mm-hmm. trying to better each other throughout the drill. Yes. But if you want to be great, yep. then you need to let every single person on this team focus as much as possible during their reps so that, the, again, they can maximize For the sure. opportunity that yep. they're being given. And you can have that conversation after the drills are over. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. You can give all that stuff at a time where it's not going to take away right. from what they're doing. And to his point, what the coaches are seeing. Right. They might see it as like, you know, you're slacking off or you're not paying attention or you're right. not dialed hey, in. Stop or talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the teacher yeah. in class. And it's the little stuff like that. Again, like I saw a lot of that as I joke with you, but right. I do it kind heartedly. <laughs> but when, you know, watching the run yeah. on YouTube, right. there was a ton of that where I could almost feel. And Kings fans are not going to want to hear this. And I'm not even saying that it's what the players or the coaches thought. Mm -hmm. But you could almost get a feel like, okay, we're coming in here. We're going to break this stupid streak that we don't need to talk about anymore in terms of not making the playoffs. But we're changing the culture here. But it was almost like year one was just like gravy. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're trying to put all this stuff in. So even though they didn't advance in the playoffs, and of course you want to win the championship every year, it was almost like they knew going into it, we're implementing it this year, and that's why I think a lot of the stuff that you and Whitey got from from Media Day is that, okay, yeah, that was the first year we were implementing all that, we were changing the culture, and now this is year two, what are you going to do with it We're going to run with it, yeah, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have other stuff we still have to get to. I've been teasing this all day. I swear I will get to it. But uh, Wemby says he had five jobs overseas. We're going to figure out what those jobs were. Also, WNBA coming to the Bay Area and Portland. Mm. What? Expanding? Good for them. I got a story on the WNBA. That'll be very interesting. I'll save that. Um, And then, yeah, coming up next, we we will talk about could the MVP for the NFL mm-hmm. go to CMC? Hmm. Could it be a non-QB? We'll have to see. As I keep just using letters to describe my T's. Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140. JaVale McGee. Sports. Headlines. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Sacramento Kings training camp is underway. Frankie Cardicelli and Brennan Nunez have been out at Golden One Center covering camp. You can read their news and notes right now at SacktownSports.com. In football, Chicago plays Washington tonight on Thursday Night Football. If you wish to partake, we have coverage beginning at 4.30 p.m. right here on Sacktown Sports 1140 and the Sacktown Sports app. And in baseball, all four wildcard rounds ended with sweeps, and the four division series begin Saturday with Texas versus Baltimore, Minnesota versus Houston, Arizona versus the Los Angeles Dodgers, and Philadelphia taking on Atlanta. 
Those are your headlines. Let's return to more of Chris and Company right here on Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. The show in between the show yeah. is always the best stuff. Always. Welcome back, Sacramento. He's Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, 1140. Coming up at 1245, I swear to God, I'm going to play this Wemby sound. <laughs> Said it about 15 How times. jobs does this It's going to happen at 1245, I assure you. We're going to have fun in the 40s. We're all going to plead the fifth together. But right now, big game, I hear. I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you've heard about any sort of big games. We're going to look ahead to week five Mm -hmm. uh, later in the show. But for the only game that most people listening to these airwaves as they drive around doing Mm -hmm. their thing here in Sacramento or beyond. Wow, Zachariah, you're so excited about Titans Colts this week. Wow. (laughs) We are. (laughs) And not only that, Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. That's a big matchup. Bears. But the big game. Amanders. The big game is a a rivalry, which is kind of weird. I'm trying to think. I'm doing this all on the fly, so forgive me. Usually I'm prepared for for stuff, but yeah. right now I'm doing this on the fly. What other big rivalry like is there out there where they're not divisional opponents? Oh, that's a great question. Because I, I feel say, like Cowboys-Niners is a huge rivalry, Yeah, but one's in the NFC East and one is in the NFC West. Yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to peek at some logos. Are you saying historically or just recently? Because like Bengals-Kansas City has been a huge rivalry, but only in the last two years. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I feel like that's, I nah, still feel like that's not a rivalry. The, yeah, like I, maybe Lakers-Celtics. There's some contention there. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're going Lakers, across all Celtics. sports, yeah, for sure. Lakers Celtics used to be Brady Manning because like, right yeah Brady Manning because I think like Dodgers extent. Giants right but right. they're both in the you know right they're in the same the division NL I mean West. Yeah. yeah usually if you play a team a lot of times just by nature you're going to be rivals but yeah uh it's really tough for for teams that but, you know but you like just, when I say Cowboys Niners yeah and maybe it's just me being myopic because I'm yeah. you know I'm 40 but like I think Dion switching from Cowboys sure. to Niners winning the Super Bowl in each year I think yeah. about Aikman I think about Jerry Rice and Steve Young I think about them needing to get over each other to win the Super Bowl like I think of that as a huge rivalry and yeah, they're not definitely. even in the same like I think about them as more of a rivalry than I do any Cowboys of the other division, e- yeah. like or like Cowboys Eagles right or Cowboys Reds or uh sorry yeah Cowboys Washington franchise yes um but like you know what I mean? Yes, and I'm just absolutely. trying to think about any sport, football, baseball, basketball, whatever. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of other times where you see a big rivalry where it's not an actual divisional opponent. Anyway, yeah, Celtics Lakers is probably the biggest one yeah. uh, outside. But of that's that, also but. that's like finals, right? And that's right. where like well, you mean, know yeah, Magic where, and Bird saved the NBA. Right. And well, you know, if you're not going to be in the division, I mean that's that's mainly where you're going to meet up and have stakes be at the highest and yeah. fan interest at their highest is yeah. is for for championship or bust, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is to, to the greater point of what you're trying to make. It's very rare to have two teams that aren't in, in division exactly. have them have some real rival. Like, and I think it's it's a very real rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, Kyle, 
correctly mentioned the Manning versus Brady stuff. That was very real, but that was also That's pretty good. That Colts, was one for one. Patriots, that was a yeah. little bit more narrative based, uh-huh. and it feels like this is real. Like the fans are into it. I think the organizations understand it, mm-hmm. and there's also real recent games that can speak to the rivalry itself. Of course, it's been pretty one-sided recently, yeah, but yeah. even so, the matchups have been in the playoffs. And again, like I think the fan interest is really the big thing that drives it. Well, also, yeah, I, I think it's kind of embedded also with the fan bases. They're yeah, both exactly. they're both teams that have fans in areas yeah. that are not in exactly. their area. You exactly. know what I mean? Whether or not they're people from they're the Bay Area bases. that are Niners fans, yeah. they might have just grown up on Montana or Young or whatever later right. down the line. And then same thing with the Cowboys America's team, which I hate. Um, <laughs> up there with Danny Dimes for me for yeah. annoying sports cliches. Also, Mike on the phone line says 49ers Raiders was a pick. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, but that's a very, that's 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 just Bay Area. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing for really any local team. It would playing be like if like the Sonics Yankees, were Mets, still in Seattle, you know? it would be like Blazers, Sonics. I mean, like, it was it's bigger really... than that. But So what would you say to like Yankees, Mets? Yeah, or like exactly. Cubs, White Sox? Or even like Giants, A's? See that, yeah, but that's just, for me, that's more of a geographical yeah, sure. thing. Sure. Than it is like actual franchises. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how much history have the Niners had with the Raiders in terms of So your specific in- question is, due to on- on the, on the field, field or yeah. on the court yeah, because matchup. Yeah, because the Cowboys and Niners have played each other so many times in the playoffs, sure. it's almost as if they play in the same division. Yeah. So, anyways. NBA Bucks celtics right now is doing pretty good, or Bucks heat like, But those are recent things. Yeah, yeah but that, yeah, it doesn't have the feel, though. Actually, Celtics-Knicks, celtics, I guess. Is... I think the only one that I think that we've said is uh, Celtics-Lakers. Yeah. It's the only thing that I can think of. And even that, that's not even the same, you know. Let alone division, not even the same conference. Conference, right. Yeah. So, anyways. um, But, yeah, big game Sunday night. Big game. I'm sure you're going to be tuned in. Big game. We all will be. Get your popcorn ready. Uh, Should be a good matchup. I think – I haven't even seen – we're not supposed to talk about the Nevada, spreads and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, if I had yeah, to guess, yeah, let yeah. me guess here. Yeah. Guess the line. See, I got a buddy who thinks that because, okay, you probably know this because I think that you're, you don't take yourself too seriously, but I have a oh, buddy that okay. because I do sports broadcasting yeah. thinks that I'm like an expert. Yeah. So he calls me for advice to, you know, have yeah. fun, yeah. if you will, um, on Sundays. And I'm like, dude, you realize I don't know anything more than yeah. anybody else knows. I mean, yeah, I, I'm more involved in it, but what I like to do is rather than, tell him what to do i have him tell me what the matchup is and who's playing whom and where mm-hmm. and then i guess what i would think that the line would be yes. which is why i love that you're saying let me guess the line yes but go ahead now this game is in santa clara correct yes sir i would say niners minus four wow i bet they're four point dead on really i would accuse you of cheating but i've known you yes, long sir. enough now where i believe you There's that's exactly it. and you know that they say you get a field goal just for being at home right so they're calling this a little bit more of a big a i would bit more, I, yeah. I would comfortably i would have guessed if i i mean now that i know it's yeah. hard for me to say it but i would have guessed larger than that i don't think that the yeah i don't think the cowboys and the niners are a one point difference in terms of quality of, of, of I, squad i think that the cowboys beating the Patriots the way they did last week mm-hmm. definitely made that spread a lot closer. Yeah, because it's and probably maybe the more Cardinals like game six. was a wake-up call or sure. something, and right. they're adjusting to not having digs. But dude, the Niners, man, they're, 
They're literally laughing about not knowing, yeah. and, and that brings us to what the tease was. Right. CMC for MVP. They're right. joking about not even nobody knowing. The head coach didn't know. He said, if I was told in the middle, I would have got peed off. Yeah. So that's why people don't tell me stuff like that. But if I had known, yeah. I would have let him go for five. Yep. Trent uh, saying that he, he pulled out the three iron. But if he had known that it was his fourth, he would have pulled out his four iron in terms of their touchdown celebration. Oh, okay. CMC not even remembering if he's ever had four in his entire career, which I right. find hard to believe. You're telling me in peewee football, Chris, yeah, that he, he didn't have like 17 had touchdowns. seven or eight for sure. And yeah. then, and then, yeah, and then the quarterback. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know. He was too busy talking about his one incompletion. I don't know. <laughs> to me, that team and just the way that they're handling themselves and the way that they're playing on the field, Chris, yeah. is Head and shoulders. Again, as the kids say, there's levels to this. Yeah. The Niners are on a different level to me yeah. than the Cowboys. So I would think it would be more than just the field goal that you usually get for having home field advantage. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that the Niners have shown this year to to be the class of the not only the NFC, but frankly, the NFL as well. And it, it is surprising that they have it that close. But you also have to remember with betting lines, especially a big part of that is is where the money is going. And with and the Cowboys of, yeah. having a America's massive, team. massive fan yeah. base, you point out the fact yeah, that this yeah. is a big rivalry. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 prime for people to put money on, on their you. team. And, you know, they got to make it close. They got to try and eke out as much money as possible. And so there's going to be people who, like you, are going to say, what, four? The Niners are going to beat them by 10, 15, easy. And, and so, you know, they got to try and find a perfect number to where people bet on both sides. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, Fun Friday, yeah. so we will do our rankings, Ooh. top five teams, bottom five teams. I like it. But you know me, I'm the king of the 22-hour tease. Yes, sir. So we're going to tease it, but I'm going to ask you, for, like, I feel like I've seen pretty much unanimously across the board, Niners are the number one team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dallas, again, I'd have to look, I'll look at all the different rankings from the different reputable sites, but Dallas is nowhere in that realm and can fluctuate from a high number to a low number. Again, I just think, and again, the Cowboys might win this game. And I will still walk away not feeling any differently about the San Francisco 49ers because yeah. I think the Cowboys are going to treat this like it's their Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm I don't think the Niners go home are. and think about it because you've gotten this into my head now, and I feel like that I I, I feel like I agree with you so much <laughs> that I'm like, is this just because we're sitting across from each yeah. other and I'm trying to be agreeable? Why do you? But it makes why do you laugh in my face? He said that if they lose decisively to the Cowboys, no. that there's going to be a, they're going to pick a lot of nits with the Niners if they lose this yeah, game. Yeah, but to your point, what you said earlier, like that's more of a, a micro. Thing. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna say oh, like maybe Brock Purdy that can't, game, yeah. can't you know do it in big games or whatever. But I, I think the macro conversation still stays the same as yeah. even if the Niners, let's say whatever, yeah, let's live in this world for for a minute here where the Niners lose forty nothing, mm-hmm. like the Cowboys beat the Giants in mm-hmm. Week One. Yeah, I mean, clearly we're going to have some things to say because if the Niners get blown out like that, it's not nothing. Of course. At the end of the day, I don't think I'm going to readjust my 49ers can make the Super Bowl, um, you know, thoughts because they lose to the Cowboys. I would just probably bank it even more so if they get blown out as just, oh, that was a really, really bad day for them and just something that was completely uncharacteristic. And to that point, let's say that this was week 18 or what is even the last yeah, week? It's yeah, week 18 yep. now, right? Okay, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm adjusting yes. to all the different names and the yep. different weeks and all that good stuff. But if this was week 18 mm-hmm. and the Niners got blown out yeah. and then they played, they matched up in the first round right. of the playoffs the following week, the Niners would be favored. Yes. You know absolutely. what I mean? 100%. And that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll see. And look, again, I think Dak addressing that in the, in the press conference right after saying that you're peeing me off. And I think Jerry Jones is saying everything goes through the Niners, but hopefully they get through us or whatever. Like it's, it's, 
that's what's making the headlines, Chris. Yes. You're not hearing anything from Purdy or Shanahan no. about the Cowboys. You're yeah. hearing about the Cowboys about the Niners. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, coming up next, fun in the 40s. Wemby had five jobs. The number one overall pick had five jobs. That's ridiculous. The sound that I've been teasing for the better portion of three hours. <laughs> we'll get into It'll next. be worth it. Zachariah, Chris Watkins, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. Welcome back alongside... Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. I see what you did here, Kyle. What do you do? This song is uh, called Tyler Hero. Is it not? Ah. Is this Tyler Hero? Yeah, you got it. Okay, I was like, I, know, I, I don't, Jack I don't Harlow. frequent Jack Harlow music, but uh, I know he has. A song Honestly, too. I don't know if I've heard this song more than like three times before, <laughs> but it's a good joke. That'd be pretty tight if you had a song. A song after you, you yeah. yeah. It's like one thing to have like, you know, your name dropped in a in a mm-hmm. bar or something, mm-hmm. but like to have like the, the, Mo, name. the Mo Bamba song yeah. and like, you know, Tyler Hero. Is, yeah. That Mo Bamba okay. song is now like a stadium anthem, it isn't is. it? Yeah, they'd be playing it at like every Saturday. Hmm. If you listen to college football, third quarter, you know, it's like the start of the fourth quarter. People yeah. just be yelling it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> uh, all these college kids <laughs> screaming this song at the top of their lungs. All right, coming up, top of the hour. And we will get into Tyler Hero here just in a second because that is a fascinating situation, yeah. in my opinion, how that's all going to work out. <laughs> and, of course, Wemby having five jobs. But at the top of the hour, we did, as we told you, Niners fans, you should be upset. You should be offended. You should be standing outside with a picket sign. Is that what it is? Picket, yes. Picket sign. Why would they have a sign of the Steelers quarterback? Hey, now. <laughs> they have your quarterback, 25th, behind a guy that is fully wow. retired and Tom Brady. <laughs> Significantly behind. And a guy that cannot physically play in Kyler Murray and also a guy that is hampered dramatically yes. physically in yep. Burrow. But yeah, twenty fifth. We didn't get to the top five. I think you, I think you and I found a nice little spot of where he should be. Because yeah. as I went lower, we dis, uh, we agreed that Purdy yeah. should be higher. And then as we, as we got higher, there was a couple of guys that maybe right. could be below Purdy. But twenty five, I think we can all agree, is completely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So we'll get to the top five of the quarterbacks coming up. Top of the hour, big game, Cowboys and Niners Sunday Night Football. Is Taylor Swift going to be there? Or wait, is that only Chiefs games? I don't know. Taylor yeah. Swift's going to be in your stomping ground in Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Is that confirmed? Have we heard that <laughs> no, officially No yet? confirmation. Oh, no. Okay. But, but good for us for getting to 1248 yeah. without talking about Almost three hours in. Have yeah. you seen the numbers, though? I have. The only reason They're why I brought crazy. it up, I don't, even, I don't normally take the low-hanging fruit, yeah. but the numbers... Like what she's doing and the fact that Mark yeah. Cuban's saying break up with uh, you know, Kelsey and come <laughs> yeah. date a Maverick because he wants a bump in so his number. I mean, God, so the weird. Swift effect. It's crazy. I heard about this like months ago when she was on tour mm-hmm. and there was like political figures that were oh, trying yeah. to call in favors to yeah. get tickets and, and could not. Yeah, could. Could not. Mm-mm. And I mean, like for me and you, like, you know, being able to get a press pass to go to the game is kind of <laughs> cool. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? But like for like a senator yeah. not to be able to get tickets anyways. Yeah. Uh, so anyways. Humbling. Uh, yeah, we'll do the uh, we'll do the top five quarterbacks and why your quarterback is ranked as twenty fifth. There's not. It's funny because I, well, I shouldn't give away the segment, so I'll save it for okay. the top. But the reasons why he's twenty fifth is not even really reasons of why he really should be crazy. Fighting. But Wemby, he is a needle pusher. Speaking of the Tyler, uh, the uh, Taylor Swift effect, mm-hmm. uh, Wemby, number one overall pick, 
They're comparing him to a combination of Shaquille O'Neal and Kevin Durant mixed wow. with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. Wow. I'm making some of that up. But he's probably, I think Woj said, not only the number one prospect in NBA history, yeah. but in sports Team history. Sports. Yes. So we're talking like even when John Elway got a perfect grade from Mel Kuyper, higher than that. All of it. Well, here is his uh, assessment or uh, recounting that they're basically they were asking him, how is it different now being in America playing for the NBA versus yeah. when you were overseas? It's changed from my days in France for sure because I got to worry about a, a ton of less stuff. You know? <laughs> Last year I wasn't just a player, I was also a, a GM. You know, I had to make sure the, the, the floor was clean before we had to practice. I had to make sure my teammates were lifting. I, I had to make sure of a whole lot of st- other stuff. So now it's I'm really I'm really more free. <laughs> I would imagine so. He made sure what? the gym was clean. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a rookie duty. Okay, so for the job, I got I got janitor, yep, janitor. or whatever you want to call that. Yeah, Maybe, whatever. Uh, caretaker Custodian. of the court. Yeah, there yes. you go. Uh, I have um, trainer. Yes, he said he yep. had to make sure yep. that his play, and then he had to play. Yes, so player <laughs> that, that and a well. member yep. of the organization. Yep. So it sounds like he was. Do you buy that? I mean, I guess I don't know I why do. he would lie about it. So, <laughs> so I cut the full clip, but in the you know how we joke about like, oh, LeBron's a shadow GM or yes. Kevin Durant's a shadow GM. He says in the full clip, yeah, I was like part time general manager too, because he had to like get what? convince players to play for Metropolitan's ninety one. Yeah, see, okay, look, I get that, <laughs> I get that here in terms of like if you're LeBron, sure, that the GM. I don't know. Did you and I fight over this, or was it no? It was Led me. It, no, it was me and Emil and Kyle. We fought on Monday about whether or not they ran the trade for Holiday oh, and Dame right, by the, yeah. Giannis. Yeah. They say, as reported, they didn't run it by him. They ran it by him. Anyways, I get it like in the NBA circles. Yeah. Like if, if the Lakers are going to make a major move, they'll go to LeBron first, sure. maybe run it by him. Maybe not like actually get his full-blown permission, but at least gauge the temperature. Sure. But in his, I mean, he was at the top. Uh, granted, France basketball is not like NBA basketball. Sure. So I guess I can understand it, but I find it hard to believe that your star player of yeah. your star league, even if it's a, a, a watered-down version compared to the NBA, sure. is doing stuff like making sure that the floor is clean before they work out, Chris. Yeah, that's crazy. That, that to me, is the one where it just goes it goes a little bit too far. Like, I can believe— Making sure his teammates were working out? I can maybe understand that. It's just like, hey, you're the leader of the team holding yeah. your guys accountable. Yeah. Even then, I would argue that's not his job, but <laughs> yeah. I can understand that, but— yeah, sweeping the floor, especially being whatever, 7'8", or whatever, however tall they want to make Wemby. Can we just have somebody else do it? Like, can, can literally anybody else except for the, the guy who could, you know, the, the most valuable guy on the franchise, can, yeah. can anybody else sweep the floor? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, look, Chris. I, I understand lo- he's a young guy, 18 at that time, yeah. but, like, there's got to be somebody else who's lower on the pecking order. I'm just guessing it's less of a huge entity that we kind of make it out to be. Like, we yeah. have the kings in our back door, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, we know the level of excellence that's expected, and maybe he was sure. just totally dumbed down over there, mm-hmm. and that's why he was doing that. And it's like, look, Chris, I love working with you, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to call you and say, hey, uh, Chris, can you make sure that you have an opinion on uh, Brock Purdy <laughs> being 20 feet? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll run some articles by you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, oh, absolutely. do you want to have sure this guy as a guest? Yeah, yeah, you know, something like that. But I'm not checking in with you to the point where it's like, he's he made it sound like he was literally the janitor yes. yeah. for that place. So That's anyways. ridiculous. That's incredible. Um, let's do this fun in the 40s, as it is fun that the WNBA is expanding. Yes. Coming to the so. Bay Area and yeah. to Portland, yeah. Chris. Yeah, I can't believe it. And Come I've heard WNBA some people clamoring. Why doesn't Sacramento have a WNBA team? That's the question of the day for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, especially if you're going to put it in a, in a place like Portland. I mean, mm-hmm. Sacramento is pretty much almost exactly the same media size. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know Portland had a WNBA team way, way, way back. I think it was – I don't think it was the – Portland Thorns, I think, is their, their soccer team. But I think it was something like that. Um, Monarchs, right? No, the Monarchs were here. Yeah, that yeah. was Sacramento. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about in Portland. Portland oh, Thorns is their NWSL team. Right, oh, okay. okay. So I know they used to have a WNBA team like in the early 2000s, but – I just feel like the Sacramento Monarchs have a history. They mm-hmm. won a WNBA championship. Mm-hmm. Though I thought that you know initially, you know uh, when Vivek was first buying the team, a part of the pitch of buying the new arena mm-hmm. was we're going to have an NBA team here. Yep. Eventually, we're going to try and have a WNBA team. Yep. And then and it you've was seen just that in a lot of different side. areas. You've seen yeah. that in New York. You've seen that in Phoenix. I right. mean, a, a lot of times that's like a byproduct of it. And yeah. my story about the WNBA, this is going to sound like an insult. I swear mm-hmm. to God that it's not. But at one point, the WNBA went to David Stern and they threatened to have a lockout. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, well, I'll just completely disband the WNBA. Yeah. Because he was like, we're not making any money off you. If you guys want to yeah. boycott, then we'll just, you won't have a league. And they immediately revoked that threat. And But I'm saying this as a compliment in the sense that how far it's come now, the WNBA, just me personally, mm-hmm. has been way more on my radar this year. Yeah. And it's kind of down to two teams, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, it's how like, it starts. Because how the NBA started is exactly with the Lakers. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And with Vegas and New York, which yeah. I believe they are in the finals, yes, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. And, play Sunday. But they've been on my radar all year long. Mm-hmm. And it's like super teams and yep. all that stuff, which you could say for the middle class or the lower class yep. of the league is yep. not good. But in terms of it being on the radar, in terms of it being of interest for yep. the common person, it's fantastic for the league. And the yep. fact that they're expanding, I think, is a byproduct of that. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's that's why when people have been asking, and I understand why they ask, and it's kind of a sports radio conversation, but mm-hmm. if they ask why, it, it, are super teams good for the WNBA? I push back on that. I, I think that it's great for the WNBA, just for that exact Lakers-Celtics yeah. example is exactly what I say. Like, the NBA was tape delayed. The finals mm-hmm. were tape delayed yes. before people had the oh, wanting man, you're aging to, yourself want, to watch the You weren't the, around, man. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't I, even I mean, you either. know, it, yeah. it's, and that's what the WNBA needs. That's what the NBA needed For to sure. really take off. The WNBA needs a similar thing where yep. – it might not be good, to, as you mentioned, for the middle class of the mm-hmm. league that most of the talent is on those two but teams. But you got to think big picture. You got to think big picture. You got to think sure. what this series could potentially do for the WNBA in terms of interest. I mm-hmm. think women's basketball in general is on the rise, as we saw Caitlin Clark pretty much outperform the entire final four, the men's side of the final four in terms of ratings. Yep. I think that it just needs it needs attention to it, and then once they're there, once people are watching the game, they'll understand what makes the WNBA its own separate entity. It's not the NBA. They, I don't think they try and be the NBA, but it is its own entertainment value, and, and I think people just need to give it a chance, and once they give it a chance, they'll see that it's all still basketball, and it's all still entertaining. And I am honest to a fault. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I am some hardcore WNBA fan, yeah. but I promise you I will be tuning into the finals between the you Liberty should. and the Aces. You definitely should. Because that was kind of what they had hyped up yeah. in the beginning, and then they got there. Yeah. So the, yeah. I'm telling you, the environments are incredible. The play is incredible. And frankly, Ryan Rucco is incredible. Incredible on the WNBA call. <laughs> yeah, so I cannot, I cannot wait. For sure. All right, coming up next, Niners fans, you should be offended. You should be appalled. You should be disgusted. All of the different words that you could use to describe your quarterback, your undefeated quarterback who has not lost the game that he has started and finished. 25th overall? 
behind a guy that's not even in the league? We'll discuss much more of that. Plus, Jerry Jones kind of shaking in his boots a little bit. We'll do that next. Chris Walk and Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140.